Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of He's a Kiefer, Designated December. Designated December, Ooh. We're talking about Designated Survivor, episode 6 through 10 today. Of season 1. Yes. I'm your host, Zachary LaDuke. I'm your other host, Jaden Cron. Before we get started, I am sick, so get ready for the sniffles. I'll edit out as many as possible, but also I might not do that because, again, sick. <laughs> Everybody knows the best medicine is staring at some audio files for a couple hours. I mean, Come on. probably. Wonderful. Um, yeah, this week, ooh, this this show, man, it's getting it's getting it's, going. It's heating up. It's ooh, it's it's spicy, Mamma Mia, pizza pie, dang. So um, where what has happened since we last? Okay. Disgust. So previously on Designated Survivor, Tom Kirkman becomes president. He does a bunch of things, and they're trying to figure out who oh, who blew up the Capitol. They figured out it was this guy named Mashid Nassar, um, and then they captured him. And so a lot of these episodes involve either them talking with Majid Nassar or trying to figure out other circumstances surrounding it. Surrounding the bombing, that yeah. is. Um, and there's also like a whole bunch of subplots, I think. It's a part of the show's, you know, MO is to just just slap down as much as you can to make you feel as inundated as Kiefer Sutherland is. Um, yeah. It does a good job yeah. of that. You have to understand what it's like to have 50 million problems at one time. Yeah, and so some problems, you know, are resolved within an episode or two. Other ones are bigger problems. Um, yeah, so in these episodes, Majid Nassar gets murdered after he reveals that the the code name of one of the people behind the bombing is Catalan. And so what's the what's the FBI agent's name again? Hannah Wells. Hannah. Okay, Hannah Wells. Wells, yeah. Hannah Wells and Jason Atwood are like all right, buddy, you got to tell us what you know. And he's like, okay, this guy named Catalan did it. Bye-bye. And then 20 minutes later, he's like lying on the floor with milk coming out of his mouth. Um, as what Tell's happens body good. when you're poisoned. Um, looking like one of those androids from Alien. But anyways, <laughs> Hannah has to, you know, figure out who Catalan is. And meanwhile, Kiefer Sutherland's trying to get... Uh, the one guy who survived the explosion to become the vice president. But Hannah Wells is like, she's uncovering more and more evidence that he's not really a good guy at all. Yeah. Um, and then I think at the end of episode seven, um, the FBI deputy director, Jason Atwood, uh, his son is captured and then he has to pull, you know, do some, he has to go, and say, yep, it was me. I killed Majid Nassar, even though he didn't do it. Yeah. Um, so that his son would not be killed by the evil terrorist people. Um, Reminds me of a certain show that I've watched certain before. Show, I can't yeah. put my finger on it. It's like, it's got numbers in the title. It's like in real time or something. I think they have some, I think they have one, they share an actor, I think, the show on that show. Yeah, I can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I think the same actor's probably... It's got to be Leo. Yeah, Leo. <laughs> anyway, Leo, the Leo president's the son. 
who there's a whole subplot going on that he's not actually Kiefer Sutherland's biological son and that it's, you know, it's it's very David Palmer's storyline. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's also, oh my goodness, what else? Ooh, there's the whole bit. I can't remember if it's the sixth or seventh episode, but they're having like, you know, Congress is having a party together. Yeah, um, well, they're all meeting in the White House to um, figure out how they're going to elect a new Congress. Yeah. Because it's the representatives, mm. I believe, like the governors. Yeah. yeah, the governors. Yeah, it's the governors. Sorry. Yeah. But um, the governors are all hanging out. And I mean, A, there's a shooting the one night where somebody tries to kill, tries to kill our beloved Kiefer and as many governors as possible. Fails at any of that. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely thought that was going to turn into something bigger. I don't know what it. Uh, for whatever reason, I was just like, oh my goodness, you're going to start the episode off with this. But then like halfway through the episode, it's just done and gone. And you're like, okay. yeah, um, which is which is fine. And then there's the part where the governors are like, no more immigration in our country. And Kiefer Sutherland's like, that's so that's a little bit aggressive. Could we not do that? And they're like, no more immigration in our country. Otherwise, we delegitimize your entire presidency. And he's like, <sighs> and then how does he solve it? He just gets the immigrants on the plane to go to Canada. Yeah, well, so there's a plane full. So like the kind of the instigator of the issue is mm-hmm. um, the Florida governor uh, is trying to turn away uh, like a plane full of Syrian refugees. Um, and one of them's pregnant, and so they are able mm-hmm. to negotiate to get the pregnant woman and her husband off the plane into a hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kiefer's like, hey, what if we just let everyone stay here? And then Florida woman's like, no. And then Kiefer Sutherland's wife is like, hey, I'm a, I'm an immigration lawyer. What if we didn't send them all away? And Kiefer's like, ah, I don't know. They're kind of... They're, they're busting my balls in there. <laughs> They're really busting, busting my chops. So yeah. in the end, it's like, well, it's too late. They already left. Uh, they sent to Canada, which I mean, not to, not to be biased or anything, but like, yeah, is that so bad? Yeah, that's a major thing. And then at the very end, um, stuff with like because stuff is really starting to heat up at the end of these episodes, and uh, they're swearing in uh, leash. This is is McLeish. it Leishman? McLeish. Sorry, yeah. there's I know there's there was like a leash and there was something else, but it's McLeish. There's yeah, Leish is his wife. Am I right, fellas? Am I right, fellas? Uh, he actually marriage I mean, is a prison. It's a joke. Hi, I hate everybody. Why would I marry somebody I love? Hi, I'm original and funny. Anyways, um, <laughs> but McLeish getting sworn in and Hannah finds out. They all figure out, she figures out there's going to be an assassination attempt um, upon Kiefer's life. And yeah, she, she figures out that, like, McLeish, like, someone's putting, uh, been put up so that McLeish can, will, will become the president. Yeah, and so by, if the very moment McLeish becomes VP, then, you know, Kiefer gets murdered right after that, then McLeish is next in the line of succession. And he becomes the Burger King. Um, and McLeish isn't, you know, it's it's further detailed that it's a big, it's this conspiracy is bigger than you could ever imagine. Like, um, McLeish is in on it. 
uh, McLeish's wife is in on it, which was, I'm not going to lie, that kind of surprised me. Part where I think it's in the, the 10th episode where she's he's getting dressed for his swearing in and, you know, she's like straightening his tide. She's like, this is very important. Do not mess us up for this. Our friends are relying on you. And I was like, oh, she actually knows about this. Wow. Oh, she knows about this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then at the very end, Aaron, Aaron Shore is also implicated in it as a yeah, he's because they find basically they find um um we didn't even talk about that the the hack the like NSA subplot which is yeah. hilarious to me between like, the, so the... <laughs> yeah there's like the NSA subplot and the um specifically what Hannah's up to with her buddy I can't remember his Chuck name. Chuck yeah Chuck with a funny last name but and they uh they so Hannah's been getting the occasional tip from this this informant and she figures out who the informant is goes to his house and then he bails and she has to kill this guy but um at the same time elsewhere uh yeah this nsa guy just kind of sneaks out with all this highly encrypted information <laughs> hidden in a coin the and way he's the like way. i broke a, I, I stole this information to get it to you Kiefer, at the very end of the episode and Kiefer's like this man put his entire career on the line for me. The way that he does it is like, it's so TV. Like he, so he takes mm-hmm. his laptop. It's like this big, you know, Panasonic tough book looking thing. Oh yeah. Goes looks... into the bathroom, unscrews it and mm-hmm. takes out literally like this little piece that's the size of an SD card. It's not yeah. a real computer part. Puts it in a, in a coin, sneaks it out. And then later they're like, you know, the hard drive that he that he smuggled out could have over terabytes of, of information. Yeah, like, like three hundred terabytes or something listen, like that. Like, listen, I don't. I know that not everyone is a computer person. That's fine, but I, I don't think that's. <laughs> I. It's not a hard drive, and it doesn't have a terabyte on it. Mm-hmm. It's not anything. Yeah, um, so that's this NSA that's guy. And then he, he, you know, he goes to the Venezuelan and embassy after putting things in WikiLeaks, and I'm like, now who has ever done this such a thing? Although such a quintessential like subplot in this show because it's taking like a real life, um, like actual political thing and yeah. completely missing the point. Yeah, like yeah. oh, he did it so he can get five minutes to talk to the president before he goes to jail for the rest of his life. Yeah, it's not really. Not really how whistleblowing usually works. Usually whistleblowing is, I mean, he you know, he revealed some things to the public, but like, I, I guess you know it's one of those things where because he one of the key things on this hard drive is there is a plan that shows how they blew up the Capitol building from yeah, two like and a half a years ass- before the bombing. It's like a and, risk assessment um, report on like yeah. vulnerabilities. And so people, you know, ended up using that to, to blow up the Capitol building. But I think the idea is if they gave it to the public, you know, people would just immediately start a witch hunting and, you know, go after the poor doctor who made the thing in the first place. But this is all just, you know, my analysis. None of this is actually in the show. Um, yeah. Yeah. But is there anything else really? Um, well, so the whole thing with Aaron is that he's one of the mm-hmm. people who may have accessed the file and may have 
leak like giving the files to the terrorists that's the thing so yeah because um there was a thing because hannah figured out her informant and then that informant was the same guy i might have been on my phone during this part of the episode but there was a part where uh emily is emily rhodes is like trying to look into the phone calls from this that informant's like actual legitimate office yeah and then she finds out that actually Aaron Shore was in the office that day. Bah, 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 bah. And then she like looks at him and he's like smiling like a mindless dumbass into the audience. He's like, yeah, I love the president. And she's like, oh, no, you don't love the president. You don't even love me because they had just started making out the previous episode. Previously on Designated Survivor. Making out. Um... Yeah. There was also the ricin attacks at the uh, Ooh, polling stations. Yeah, the polling stations for to elect senators or whatever it was, representatives. Yeah. I can't remember. Gen- um, Congress. <laughs> yeah, Congress. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's basically like they're at the beginning of one of the episodes. There's like, oh, there's a flu break outbreak in this city, and then during the nope, they're it, they're like, oh, what's this is bioterrorism? What what's the common why are all mm. these people being targeted? Oh, they're all poll workers. Oh, people are targeting... Democracy. The, yeah, and then there's, like, really low turnouts for the polls. For the first, uh, like, then, 20 minutes when Kiefer's there and he's like, dang it, I failed. But and then, then he everybody votes. saw that he voted and they're like, president votes? <laughs> so must we! And then, you know, it's the greatest election of all time. And, like, 153 independents get into Congress. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the show is it's really good but also at the same time extremely stupid it's it's very it's yeah, it's very tv um it's very abc yeah with we've already mentioned this before but it really continues in these episodes the, the technology man you know yep. just sitting there watching um chuck do watching chuck do anything i love chuck anytime chuck's on screen it's just like whew. <laughs> it's just like oh we're gonna watch you know something designed to make people understand how technology work at one point he said that there are very few people capable of tracing a text message yeah I, there were th- well, like I three don't know, people he said i don't know anything about that but i can t- tell you with certainty that that cannot be true there's yeah, no possible way that's true it's impossible to track text messages everybody knows that Oh, Tex-Mex. It's impossible to track Tex-Mex. Oh, uh, of course. Sense. You can never tell if it came from Texas or Mexico. Um. Yeah, Texas or Mexico. <laughs> Texaco or Mexico. Yeah. Um, there's, yeah. Chuck's, Chuck's pretty good. I also love uh, when he's just like, oh, Hannah. Yeah. You're bleeding. Oh. <laughs> Whoopsie okay, daisy. Doctor. No. Well. You've passed out, I guess. Guess I'll just sit here and hold you and then glue your wounds shut after watching yeah. some YouTube. Um, Chuck. Yeah. Chuck is just such, he's just a soft boy, you know? He just. Yeah, he never asked. He'll be like, I need you to break five laws and get me this information. <laughs> He'll be like, um, I don't, mm, that's not good. And then she's like, but Chuck, you got to do it. But and Chuck, like, you well, signed up to be in the FBI to help people. I guess like, you're right. Oh, you're right. And then, 
Oh man, there's literally a part in one of the episodes where like the internal affairs guy is like, damn it, Wells, I told you and Jason to start playing by the rules. <laughs> I've told you, this is, Designated wow. Survivor is a sequel series to 24 uh-huh. in which Jack Bauer becomes the president and After Hannah like Wells. experiencing major amnesia and forgetting everything. Yeah, well, it's a spiritual successor in where Jack See, Bauer becomes... Think... Wells is the new Jack Bauer, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like even though there, there's 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 moments in this show where it feels kind of ridiculous up to this point, I'd still feel that um, this show. So we watch this show for entertainment, but I feel like in that universe they watch Twenty Four for entertainment. <laughs> you know, like yeah, it's just this. It's like the successive levels of over the topness. Um, to be fair, in this universe we also watch Twenty Four for entertainment. Yeah, yeah, yeah but like. You know how it's like. Um, I got you. you. know how how Quentin Tarantino's movies theoretically have two universes: one where it's the real, the alternate history universe, and the other one where it's just what people watch, which are just the movies that people in the first movie watch for fun. Yeah. Anyway, um, it's like that. It's like that. Yeah. But yeah. So Kiefer Sutherland is now David Palmer. <sighs> I. Yes, Kiefer Sutherland is now David Palmer. <laughs> it's good. He's you know he's got the family issues. He's got the hmm, but I want to save lie. Although you know David Palmer, I feel like Kiefer Sutherland in this show, they're just like okay, how do we make him have a dilemma? Aha! Put lives on the line. That's yeah. immediately it. And like, he's still gonna try and save everybody. God damn it! Um, yeah. Yeah. Also, remember that time when he, like, after the, um, the ricin incident with the poles where he, like, watched this, this, like, woman on TV talking about her mom who died from the ricin. It was like, yeah, my mom was great and she loved democracy. And then Kiefer, like, two minutes later walks on stage and is like, I just finished talking to this young woman even though he was watching her on TV. And I, I feel like it was implied that he that he that there was some time between that and he like talked to her on the phone but I get what you mean yeah to me because he used like verbatim what she said on yeah on television and it, it felt it felt weird to me but that's also fair um ooh, also in this series of episodes seth yeah and seth Seth almost Ooh. is in a relationship. Woo-hoo. Well, I wouldn't even call it that. They had a thing. They had a the thing. One night, you know, they looked at it each was other. Barely a thing. It was a. Th- it was a thing. No, it was a thing. It was a thing. But then it barely became like a relationship. Oh yeah, yeah. After that, it was barely. A thing, yeah. But... Basically, like that's why I said almost. At some event, Seth and uh, the journalist, they like they kind of like they're making eyes at each other, and then Ooh. later he's like. She's like, hey, was that a thing? And he's like, I don't know, was it a thing? And she's like, I think it was a thing. And he's like, I think it was a thing. But also, I'm the, I can't. She's like, well, what if? And then like 20 seconds later, you know, she breaks his trust by doing her job and getting people to write stories about things. Um, and then he's just like, whoa, Yahoo. Yeah. Really glad the whole Leo plot went nowhere other than to yeah. say that Kiefer Sutherland really loves his family. 
Yeah. Which, you know, is, is a key part of making his presidency seem fatherly. So, episodes 6 through 10 of season 1 of Designated Survivor. Is it a keeper? Oh, yeah. It's yeah, this is this is good. This is this is fun. I mean, like not everything makes a lot of sense all the yeah. time, but it's entertaining television. Um it's a real show. Uh also, sorry. I, I got some comments on the a lot of the plots in these first couple of episodes really do revolve around planes, huh? There's just always somebody on a plane going somewhere and getting caught at the airport, you know, whether it's whether it's, uh, you know, Emily going on an airplane to uh, Dundertown, getting stuck there, having to deal with the governor, whether it's um, uh, the the Syrian immigrants or refugees on the plane, you know, getting Uh, stuck on the airplane. SEAL Team 6's uh, aircraft oh, going down. Oh, yeah, their aircraft went down. Um, uh, we forgot to mention this subplot, but the the one where it's the like track athlete or whatever, the, the coach. Oh, yeah, that was so dumb. And, you know, he, like, he lands in Moscow, and then he gets arrested, and then, but the and Kiefer's like, oh, no, our, our national hero has been arrested. And then the is like, that's actually one of our secret agents. It was like, oh, no, our national hero's been arrested. So then they they devise a three-way trade based on, I mean, the dumbest part of it is that yeah. Emily Rhodes is just like, Darn. Girls can like sports, too. Girls okay. can like sports, too. <laughs> Uh, you know, the sport people did a, did a three-way, you know, three-team trade this one time. Oh, oh, oh. And then, you know, and Aaron Schwartz is just like, hey, she says men can't hold sports. <laughs> Guys, we're progressive, okay? Um, Girl power. But, you know, and then I, I, I do really like the scene when Kiefer sits down both the ambassadors the, yeah. I mean, they, they pull this trick, like, I think literally the same trick the next episode afterwards. But it's a yeah. good one where it's like, you know, he's repeating the the story, you know, to two different people. But, you know, he's telling them similar things. I don't know. It, just, it was just nice and cool. Just and nice like, emphasizes his diplomacy and his collectedness. Um, and then, of course, you know, they make this trade to get this agent back but then it turns out the whole time that the agent was actually a double agent uh yep he's actually working for the russians and so nothing mattered the whole time the whole subplot was nothing other than i mean yeah it's like a part of this show is that it's a lot more episodic than something like 24 not everything has to go somewhere yeah and you know, part of that's just like the slice of lifeness of being the president. But do we want to move on to your predictions? Oh, okay. Um, last yeah, week sure. you, I re-listened to that that bit, and okay. last week you predicted that Aaron isn't on the up and up. So, aha, I was right. Okay. Um, well, I don't we don't really know that entirely yet. That's true. That's true. But like, it's heavily implied. And, you know, it's TV language. But, you know, that's true. It is TV. So, like, end of the season, he could just be like, I was doing it the whole time. I was I was a double undercover agent, actually. I was trying to figure out the conspiracy. The track guy. 
from the start. <laughs> yeah. And he pulls off his mask. And then he just does a he does a lap around the White House. And then he pulls off then he pulls off his mask and then it's Tom Cruise and everybody's like, Oh Tom Cruise, you you crazy guy. And then he tries to get Kiefer to become a Scientologist. Um, yeah. No, that's not what's going to happen. What's actually gonna happen is um somebody's gonna get somebody got shot. Ooh, that's true. At the end of the uh, end, At of, the end of, the, uh, episode 10, of episode ten, a trigger uh, was pulled. The sniper—he's getting ready to just shoot up uh, our boy, our guy, our dude, Kiefer Sutherland. But then uh, Hannah, Hannah Wells, is just like, "No, you can't do that!" And she's like getting chased by everybody because she was gonna go inform the president. So she just like pulls out her handgun and aims it at like the building where she can see his gun from, from like four stories down and several yards away, and manages to like shoot shoot the window near him, well, spooking the guy. I don't think I think the plan was more to I think it was more of like once again this is basically just a scene out of twenty four. Mm-hmm. Of like trying to alert the Secret Service. That's what before, I thought. Or yeah, the sniper shoots. That's what so I they can get Kiefer down. Was gonna say yes, yeah, so they can get him down. But then she realized she's like, "There's no time," because she saw they were chasing after her, and everybody thinks she's crazy at this point in the show. Yeah, <laughs> which is pretty good. The cliche's um, like, "Um, there's this woman who's like kind of obsessed with me," which get over yourself, McLeish. Yeah, you're you're the only guy who survived a big old bomb because you changed room 105 into a bomb shelter um so but the guy ends up the sniper ends up pulling the trigger i think that's still catalan who's the sniper um, yeah pulls the trigger i think somebody's gonna get shot i'm not sure who whether it's um i don't think they do it to his any of his secret service agents Ritter's yeah, because already... Ritter's already got shot, first yeah. of all. Second of all, um, Ritter's is not close to retiring. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I, I kind of knew he was going to get shot the one night when he's like, oh, I'm going to go have some family time. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you idiot, you're a, you're a serviceman <laughs> character. You can't, no dummy, anyway. But, so it's not going to be one of the service agents. Um, I'm thinking part of me thinks it's going to be McLeish because Mm. he's already getting, he's already getting cold feet on the whole thing. Probably maybe not like lethally shot. Yeah. But you know, and then either, you know, if it's lethal, whatever he wasn't, I don't know. Yeah. People were already starting to question him. Um, if it's not lethal, just makes him more of a hero, which is yeah. what, you know, the bad guys want to happen. Um, Maybe that or Kiefer's wife. Ooh, um, yeah. Wives get shot hey. in these shows. But, yeah, uh, I mean, if this is 24, that'd 100% be what was happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this was twenty four. Jason Atwood would turn out to be a terrorist the whole time. No, Chuck would actually. Oh, Chuck would definitely. Chuck is, Chuck is now a terrorist. Um, yeah. So somebody gets shot. Um, other predictions. Goodness, what is even? I don't think there's gonna be any goodness. Yeah, I don't think I don't think anything's getting better for anybody. Um, I definitely think Hannah's gonna meet up with her um informant one last time and then he's he's mm-hmm. gonna get shot because he he almost got shot in this one 
I think, yeah. you know, there's going to be like a rosebud moment. And she's going to be like, what does that mean? Because you've never been able to give me coherent information like 11.59 p.m. and room 105. Um, I think that's going to happen. Um, and then the most important prediction, I think Kiefer Sutherland is – I think the family's going to get a dog. <laughs> the white – the Kirkman family needs a dog. It's true. The Kirkman family – also, I feel like I you, I haven't seen Kiefer's daughter since the first two yeah. episodes. You know, she just kind of disappears. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, as the Telmer post we've both recently seen has revealed, she has a lot of movies. <laughs> Wait, is it the same lot. girl? Yeah. Oh my goodness, really? Wow. <laughs> she's in a lot of things. Anytime yeah. there's like a flashback of a female character. Yeah, she's she's even Probably. in the new she's in the new Ghostbusters. Um <laughs> Hey, Calgary. Alberta film. Alberta film, boy. Keep Alberta rolling. Man. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Yeah, nah, man, but Winnipeg, ooh, we got that film scene, man. We got, I gotta tell you, that there's been four or five times in the past month where streets near my house just filled with trailers, and it's awful. It's like, oh, guess I just, this is now a one-lane now one lane on this already kind of cramped residential street uh yeah thanks well, this is a one-way street and now we're i'm just... sorry i'm sorry that culture is in your way yeah you know hallmark actually no never yeah. mind there was there was a bob odenkirk movie shooting near us so i do love bob odenkirk anyways moving on to imdb plot keywords so once again just one for the week so this is the second plot keyword okay for designated survivor Hit me with it. State of the Union. There's been IMDb plot keywords. Wow. The most relevant cutting edge bit. Now, really, I, I'm, I'm almost surprised at the lack of fan demand for the entire show to just, just be IMDb. Like, we just show up, we talk for, you know, five minutes about our lives, we say some IMDb plot keywords, and then, you know. And then that's it. And then Kiefer news for an hour. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have some. Ter- I have unfortunate news about that. Okay. It's not exactly a lot of Kiefer news this week. Wow. That's surprising. Like, normally there's at least something. The best I got is he's he's in Las Vegas doing a concert. Wow. Good for That's him. That's it. Where's I mean, he, yeah, he's. You know, is it like at? Is it at a hotel? Uh, I'm looking. Is it I'm in front of it. that hotel where? Oh, never mind. I'll... I'm looking. Um, oh, he's getting an interview. Ooh, never mind. This is good. He's did an interview with the Las Vegas Review Journal. Ooh, interview. Um, Great. What he? They asked him what his idea of a perfect Sunday is. Like um, uh, the day, or like the ice cream dessert. I'm gonna guess the day based on his answer. So his perfect Sunday in Los Angeles is to sleep in, get up at ten in oh, the yeah. morning, watch some TV, oh, yeah. watch the football game. Uh, he goes he likes to go to bed at ten that night. He loves watching the game, you know. Add one good meal, and that'll probably make that he'll probably make himself. Oh yeah, it's just about taking guy, it easy. This guy, guy, maximum bachelor, like <laughs> yeah. Wow, just sit down and watch TV for twelve hours and then go to bed. Uh, ooh, sorry. One one quick thing about. Uh, designated survivor I like. Sorry, just because the Los Angeles 
thing reminded me. I like that this show's not set in Los Angeles, mainly because I like that it's it's not yellow. Uh, yeah, all the time, like earlier seasons, certain seasons of Twenty Four, where you just look at it. And... Well, interestingly enough, mm. most of the show is filmed actually in Toronto, Canada. Mm, I believe that. There's um actually in season three I was watching and like there's just straight up you can see them walking past the Scotia Bank which is a Canadian, um, ch- like bank. <laughs> That's if funny. you couldn't guess from the name Scotia Bank. Nice. Ooh, all right. Another another piece from the interview though. What is the most surprising thing about having a, a music career? The thing is, I have surprised the fans. <laughs> I spent yeah. thirty years as an actor, but I am not Jack Bauer. <laughs> These songs, he's a character. These songs are not from a character, but for me, I don't know. Like, Love You Kiefer? It's country music. Yeah. Uh, country also, music. some of his songs literally could be written by Jack Bauer. Yeah. They're personal songs. For instance, I have a song about my mother and another about my daughter, Kim Bauer, who I love very much. <laughs> but I am not Jack Bauer. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah. I, it doesn't. Where's does it say at all where he's playing though? Um. No, but uh, he's talking about. He talks about how he went to Vegas when he was thirteen and saw a show at Caesar's Palace. Yeah. Wow. Um. Oh, sorry. I gotta look at. Uh, one sec. Can you sense a hit show? <laughs> Is a part of the interview. Every time you take out a project, you have all the hope in the world it will be good. Over a lifetime, some are good, some are not. This one, the new adaptation of The Fugitive, I'm really excited about and I'm really proud. I'm um, assuming the one that he's in, not the movie. Yeah, yeah. Although we don't know because there's two fugitives coming out. Yeah, you know. So maybe my... Maybe my prediction of double key for fugitive will come true just not in the same way maybe hmm. so is key for news thank you for key for news. news uh let's wrap up Woo. so thank you for listening to our wonderful podcast um mm-hmm. if you liked it go ahead and uh Give us, a, give us a rating on iTunes. That'd really help us out. Uh, or you can um, send us a voice message on Anchor. Um, that yeah. would be neat as well. Um, I'd like to thank Kaya for our amazing uh, for our amazing cover art, as always. You can go check out all her links in the description. Uh, thank you to Kevin McLeod for our theme music, Sax Rock and Roll. Also linked in the description. Um, go follow us on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Quality content. Yeah. Um... <clears throat> yeah yeah Mer- Mer- Doesn't Christmas. December continues with episodes 11 through 16 no 11 through 15 even we could do 11 through 16 we do have to do a six episode streak one of these days I think I think we're gonna I think we say that for the last for the last one yeah Ooh, okay yeah that that sounds about right all right well Eddie <laughs> thank, thank you so you for much listening. for listening I've been Zachary LaDuke. I've been Jaden Cron. And this has been He's a Keeper. keeper. This has been He's a Keeper. We did that really good.
I've gone through two packages of cough drops in the past day. Oh, poor baby. 